How we doing? It's good to be here. Good to be together. It's, uh, yeah, I like that last song, Curtis. There's some good things in there. I just find, I just find something shifts for me when I, when I start to put Jesus in his place. You know, when I just, when I just start to say, like, you, you be king. Yeah, you rule. You be king. You know, and I, and then, and then just start to imagine that, you know, my life has been blessed with the opportunity to honor the king. You know, I, I just get caught in this trap. I don't know if, if you're the same, but I just get caught in this trap where I feel like the kingdom was meant to be about me. You know what I mean? Like, we've been sold a lot of that, right? But, you know, as much as being in the kingdom of God is for me and blesses my life, it, ultimately it's about the king. And something shifts for me when I go like, Jesus, just let this life glorify you. You know, just whatever, you know, like the pressure comes off and the, it's like, okay, you created me in hopes that I would turn this life you gave me back around and give it back to you and say, let this serve you, whatever that looks like. And I really love that verse that says, you know, like, doesn't like the, potter just get to choose what things get used for like didn't he make things with a purpose and he just some honorable you know like some get the fancy paint job and get put up in the museum and everybody comes by and looks at that pot and goes oh man you know i don't think that's the call and purpose on my life i think you know i'm more of a everyday practical you know vessel of you know maybe i'm like that bucket that the toilet brush sits in beside the toilet and we all need that. So there's a joy that, you know, what would we do? We'd have drips all over the floor. We don't want that. You know, it's like, you know, would I be happy just to be the brush, the brush vessel? Too much, Laws? Um, she's not feeling the inspiration. No. Uh, fair enough. Oh, I'm not. That's not a self-deprecating position. It's like, you know, my home, my home values that vessel. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it's just like, God, that I would serve you your house. Just that I would, just that the king would be glorified that the thing he made is serving its purpose and honoring him in the process. I, I, something shifts for me when I put my focus on that. And I go, it's not about me. This is about the king. This is about a, a God who just is, is worth it. Yeah, anyway, I appreciated that in that song. Um, yeah, I'm stuck between a few things, uh, stuck between a few things here this morning, but, um, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like maybe that there's some things we just need to come together to pray for. And so I think we'll, we'll get to that, but that's kind of like a, that's kind of like a heads up just to go like, Hey, like. You know, what in our lives or what in our world or what in our, what in our family just needs, you know, if, if, if Jesus walked in the room today and said, who's in need? What do you need? You know, like if he was just sitting up here and just going, what, what, do, you, what do you guys need? What, what would we ask him for? You know, and I feel like, I feel like maybe there's a moment this morning just to come together and just, yeah, just ask some things. 
awesome things of Jesus together. But but the thought that uh, the thought that I've got uh, this morning um, is around. Uh, brr, brr, brr. I heard this question this week that I thought was was just awesome. It was, uh, what is it going to take in this season for you not to blow your life up? And the lead into this question that I heard, it was John Eldridge on his podcast this week, you know, as he was sharing like these friends of his around him that are, you know, like some men that he knows that are having affairs. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I am in touch with a story like that, you know, or uh, this family situation where recklessness was leading to total financial despair. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm in touch with a story like that, too. Yeah, I'm not calling people out in this room. No, 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 this is not, this is not, please, this is no one here. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a Where's Wally competition, but I was like, oh, man, you know, and, you know, or where, uh, or, or, or people who are making reckless decisions that are, reckless lifestyle decisions that are actually putting their faith in jeopardy. I was like, oh, I know some people like that. And he was saying, you know, he was saying like, yeah, and, and I guess, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was kind of bowled over by a couple of stories all at the same time, I got thinking like, gosh, there is something just, just pressing to take out the followers of Christ today. And I was like, when I heard these stories, the first thing I thought is I'm not better than that. It was the first thing that I thought, oh, hello. Yeah, I thought, I'm not better than that. And it's not because, like, you know, like, Leela and I are great. I'm a, not at risk of having an affair. I'm not pursuing anything in that category even remotely. But as I heard this story, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not better than that. I'm not better than this. That's just, you know. And it's like, you know, this question, what in this season does your life require so that you're not going to blow your life up? You know, make a decision that just trashes your family or make a decision that just completely changes the, the course of whatever might be. And I'm like, man, like some of that stuff just turns corners fast, doesn't it? Some of that, some of that, some of that just, you know, and, and it doesn't come in a moment. It builds over a period of time. But, you know, I thought, what a, like, what a gift of a question to people you care about. You know, what is it going to take in this season for your life not to blow up? And then, you know, he, go, he went on in this to, to reflect on some very uh, big ideas. But it, it got me thinking, um, it got me thinking about, you know, the, the actual costs. Like, nobody, nobody thinks that they're going to be the person who, that's what ends up happening in life, right? But then also, let's remember, like, none of us are better than that. And, and it's, it's the protection of my life. It's the focus that I have. It's the things that I'm pursuing. It's, the, it's the, the care and intention that I'm putting into the path that I'm on. And I feel like carelessness at the moment around life and foundations is just super risky. People that I just wouldn't have expected, their lives are blowing up. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, that's not, that's not reasonable. That's not, 
that's not a natural trajectory. And anyway, and so, you know, it got me thinking about uh, God and his way and, you know, what is it? What is it for me? And one of the things that came to me in the process of, of thinking about that question, I mean, there's the obvious stuff, you know, like, oh, get up, have some quiet time, pray, read your Bible, show up to church, get involved in something, you know, focus on things. Okay, well, now I've gotten the obvious stuff out of the way. You know, I think we talk a lot about things that are, are, are kind of like one-upping, not, that's, you know, that sounds like go make something happen. But it's like, you know, I think the most serious pictures of what the gospel calls the followers of Christ to is what's required today. You know, wholehearted surrender, complete, div complete division from the things of the world, a total focus on the things that God's called us to. And it got me thinking about the kingdom of God. And there's this beautiful picture, those beautiful words found in, um, in the Lord's Prayer, you know. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, such a beautiful, you know, this is like, a, this is a breeze blows through in that phrase, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What, what do you think of when you imagine the kingdom of God come? You know, when you hear those words, like, what are, what are the things that pop into our mind? What do, we think, what do we think of as we think, your kingdom come? Yeah, be. Eden? Eden? Yeah, like a, like a, para, para, a paradise picture of, or, or, you, or what, what do you picture when you hear Eden? Um, like nature. Nature, yeah. Yeah. Harmonious living together with the animals. I like it. All the dog lovers in here said amen. Yeah, I, I was thinking of you, Ange. I was thinking of the petting zoo. I was thinking, oh, yeah, Ange is in. That's, that's the kingdom of, that's heaven. There's heaven. There it is. Let the critters come. <laughs> I like it, B. Yeah. Who else? What comes to mind when you think the kingdom of God has come? What, what, what do you think of? I think about healing and restoration. Healing and restoration. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wholeness, perfection. Yeah. Yeah, brokenness to wholeness. I like that. Just deep thought. Yeah. Hope. Right. Right, like a victory. Yeah, like like there's hope in this new way of living that's coming. Mm. That's kind of what I'm yeah. Like right. Somehow. I'm gonna say it again for the sake of Zoom, but yeah, just this idea of a hope that someone else is ruling and a new way is coming, like almost like the allies marching in, like the world has changed and something new is here. Yeah, just a rising hope. I like that. Anybody else? Peace. peace. A sense of peace, yeah. Yeah. It isn't?
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. A sense of peace in all things. Greg texts through. He said, no more brokenness. No more brokenness. Yeah. No more hiding. So vulnerability. Hmm. Yeah, they're cool ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I think of it as like um, some sort of like practical construct. You know, like maybe I think of it as like a city or a village or a way of life or like, you know, you, you go somewhere and it's like set up and the people are about something and life feels like something. And I think I view it as like a, a society or a culture, or a city or a place that has, you know, function and participation. And it's something that's like, I don't know. Yeah, like a, like a, a whole life picture. It's kind of what comes to mind for me when I think about the kingdom of God, like something different, but same, you know, I guess. But there's this verse in, in uh, Luke 17, 20, um, where, you know, the Pharisees have been asking God about his kingdom or Jesus about the kingdom because he'd been talking about his father's kingdom and these things. And yeah, Luke 17, 20 says, now, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he replied, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed or with a visible display, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is, for the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. Or, or, or another, another version says, the kingdom of God is in your midst. I don't like that. I kind of like the way that rings, you know? Kingdom of God is among you, or the kingdom of God is in your midst. You know, and it's like, as I reflect on it in that category, it kind of changes the picture of it for me. I don't know if it does for you. So, some of the answers you've given very much, it, it wouldn't. But, you know, mine probably is something more that's like, oh, there it is. Here it is. And he's like, oh, that's not really how the kingdom of God is going to emerge. It's something that's going to be among you. It's something that's going to be in your midst because of my presence. You know, and I guess as I, I guess as I reflected on this question of, you know, what's going to keep Brad from blowing his life up? I'm like, I think it's, I think it is the presence of God. I think it is this kingdom in my, in our midst. I think it is this reality, this this, yeah, I think in some senses, it's some of the stuff that we were talking about last, last week, these bonds of peace, this strong thing that he's built, this, what his presence produces among his people. I feel like, you know, maybe I'm waiting for something that's actually already here and just needs an accentuation in my value system or in my consideration or in my participation. You know, if, if his presence is producing his kingdom among us and in our midst, and I don't want my life to blow up, and I know the thing that's going to last is the eternal kingdom of God, that's my safest place, that's my most sure thing, that the presence of God would be my protection, that it would be my strong tower, that it would be my uh, refuge and my fortress and my place to be when lives are blowing up around me. And it's like, okay, then 
what does it look like for me to lean into the kingdom that's already among us or lean into that which is already in our midst? You know, and I, I think for me, you know, the words that came to mind, the, the, the word that came to mind is, or, or, or the, maybe the uh, two juxtaposing realities was like communion versus toil. And I was like, man, so much of my life is busied with like work and making things happen and getting things done and, you know, getting through or, you know, getting the bath finished and getting the, getting out of bed so I can just, you know, have a minute or getting dinner done or getting the boxes unpacked or, you know, whatever it is, you know, sorting out whatever's, you know, going on out here, whatever the thing is, you know, and it's like toil or strife or, and, and we got to work. Like we, we don't get to check out. I don't get to like, just be like, all right, Ella, you're raising yourself from this point on because I'm going after the kingdom of God, you know? Well, we've seen that, right? You know, the, you know, like I'm like, all right, how are we not, how are we gonna flip this pastor's kid? How are we gonna flip this pastor's kid thing and go, you know, the most blessed thing to be is the kid of a pastor. Let's let's flip it. Do you know I don't want I don't want it to be a neglect reality. And so I don't want to go after the kingdom of God to the detriment of the well-being of my family. I want to go after the kingdom of God for the well-being of my family. You know, I feel like those are the pictures that God's pushing me towards. You want a scale of where to measure this? Take a look at yourself and Leela and Ella and go, are we thriving? Is it here? Is the kingdom of God in my home? Is it in the midst of Leela and I? Is it in my parenting with Ella? Is it in the midst here in my day-to-day life? Because that's where we need this protection. If my life's not going to blow up, it's got to be present there, right? Do, Do you know what I mean? It's got to be powerful there because if it's only present when I come here, it's not going to protect me. It's not going to stand the stuff that wants my life to blow up. This has got to be powerful every day of life. And I think for me, this word communion, like we take communion and, and, and intend to today, but let's set that aside for a second as our understanding of communion. Communion got its title because of the reality of communion, right? So what do you think of when you think communion? No, no, not the, not the, the shots and snacks. The, the, the reality of communion. Do you know what I mean? You're tracking? Together. Together, yeah. What else? What do you think of? What does it conjure up? What you know? Think about it for a second. Communion to commune. Sorry, to commune, to commune with something, someone. Mm-hmm. Oneness. Merging, oneness, harmonious. Yeah, something in sync, intertwined. Yeah. conversation right it's an interaction right yeah yeah communion's not isolated or silent it's a it's a back and forth it's a interplay yeah yeah hmm yeah yeah 
unity or intertwined. Yeah, that's a good word, isn't it? Where, if if, it, oh, so so I'm proposing in my life that communion is something that's going to protect my life from blowing up. That's 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 a, a, a thing that came to mind. Yeah, be all right. Yeah. What's the basis of that together? No, I got her. I got her. Yeah, I got her. I know. I was just. I know it's not a stupid question. It It's not a stupid question. I mean, if we go. So the question B's asked is what's at the core of the intertwining or what is at the center of that? And I think, you know, if we go for like straight just like hit, hit you with the quick answer it's um the spirit of jesus christ it's it's the holy spirit is at the center of the intertwining of the oneness you know it's you know we're talking about a spiritual relationship with jesus where i'm one with him and therefore then i'm one with the father and therefore then i'm one with you if you're one with jesus and i'm one with jesus he makes us one and so the the spiritual pursuit and the connection we have to him, his spirit produces among us something of oneness. But I think the reason why I paused and hesitated is because a very glib answer, but I think we really struggle for pictures of this playing out. I don't think we have a lot of like, hey, let's go visit the place of oneness so that we can see what it looks like and uh, imagine for ourselves what might occur there. You know, like if, if I had to think of the spaces and places in my life where this intertwining or this oneness, you know, like we'll look to something practical that we're doing to accomplish this and it gets a lot easier there. Like maybe like a football team. Yeah, there's an intertwining, there's an interdependency, there's a one goal, there's a coming together. Or, you know, if I think about where have I experienced it, you know, as a young person who was growing up in Canada, we did like two month summers of camp and there was, you know, I was responsible for like a group of 60 staff who would come together for two months, you know, from 14 years old to 35, 40 years old, you know, 60 people coming together and you've got this purpose and you, you're living there together and you're doing every day together and we're having devotions in the morning and you're doing, you know, gospel presentations to a group of campers who are coming in and you've got this this thing that's pulsating for a purpose together for a period of time and life is so intertwined and interdependent and you know we need the cook to do their job and we need the chaplain to do their job and we need the program person to do their job and we've come together in something and you know like something comes to life you know when we come together in something and so in a practical thing it could look like that but you know I mean we can't all quit our jobs and work at Golden Valleys you know Unless you're looking to volunteer, and then we're very interested in your service to Jesus. Uh, but, you know, so it has to be something other than something practical or functional or the work we do. But maybe the work we do changes when, when we are occupied by the Spirit who makes us one. You know, like I think there are things that change. Anyways, but if this communion is a governing characteristic of the kingdom of God, communion with him... And, and his presence in our midst. And if, if, if that's a protection, like, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, the question's a good one and it's sort of 
let us let us you know down a road in some senses but you know i think in if if i bring this back to my family you know if i bring this back to my marriage and i go i need communion with jesus to share in a depth of security and communion with Leela. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. My intimacy with Jesus brings about a much more stable intimacy with Leela. Would, would you say that's true? Are you thankful that I have Jesus? <laughs> because there's someone to go to, right? You know, like we get caught in moments, you know, and our ability to be stable together stronger because Jesus is with us, right? You know, somewhere to go when Leela's wrong. Why are people laughing, right? You know, someone to console me, someone to agree with me and to resolve the situation with greater power and emphasis. <laughs> no, it's not how it works, is it? That's not how it works, but, you know, if you think about it in that context, you know, we're pulling the religiousness off communion and we're going, communion is the strength and protection of the kingdom of God among us. It's in our midst. It's what he's ministering to us and it's what's releasing his presence among us. It's what's changing this and this and this and this, you know, and I think, I think we still have a pretty low bar of what's possible among the people of God as the kingdom grows in our midst. Do you know what I mean? Because we're not waiting for the city to be built or we're not waiting for the garden to reemerge or we're not waiting for a moment. It's like the kingdom of God is not going to come in a, it's over there or here it is here or, oh, go to that place because that church is the kingdom of God. It's, it's coming amongst the, the people of God as the presence of God occupies our life and produces communion together with Jesus and together with one another. I think it's in this verse. Let me read it before I... Yes. So in John 17, verse 20, this is, this is like Jesus' prayer for us before he finishes up on earth. This is his prayer that he's praying for for us in the process of my days on earth are going to be gone. I'm going to lose my physical body and my mouth to speak, and I want to pray for my people before I go. In John chapter 17, verse 20, he's, he prays this. He's, he's prayed for his disciples, the crew leaving behind, and then he goes on to pray for you and I. I do not pray for things alone. I do not pray for these alone. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever believe and trust in me through their message, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, so that the world may believe without any doubt that you sent me. I've given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected and completed into one so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given to me as your gift to me 
may be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has never acknowledged you and the revelation of your mercy, yet I have always known you. And these believers know without any that you sent me and I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with, with which you have loved me may be in them, overwhelming their heart, their heart and I may be in them. Hmm. I mean, I think this is, I think this is like a prayer that is really hard to get, you know, because I think, uh, I think this idea of, I think we've just settled for less than true communion with God, you know, because he's, he's, he's saying that the same way that he is one with the Father is what he desires we would be, that we'd be one with him, one with him. Like what pictures or what imaginations do you have of it being to be one with Jesus? Like what, what even does that mean? Now what, what, do you, what do you fathom or consider in the process of going, you know, Jesus is praying that you would be one with me as I am with the Father. You know, it's like, what, what do we imagine that to be? What would that look like? How would we experience that? How would you know you were one with Jesus? What would be the evidence of it? What would be the experience of it? Yeah. Living like him? Yeah. 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 So having things in common with Jesus is that, and with one another. Yeah. Having commonality. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so the evidence of this oneness is in a life lived out in a way that's unmistakably not my own flesh life. It's like almost like the fruit of it, well, you're saying the fruit of it is found in the contrast between what's evidently a life apart from God and what is a life in God. Yeah, I think to that we'd all say amen. On, uh, I'll say it on behalf of Carlan. I think I can taste it. Like I think I can. I think I know the difference. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think that's relatable. That without clearly identifying what that experience is, it's like well, you just know. Yeah. You know what life apart from God is like, 
or you know what life in him is like. Yeah. yeah. What other things? Any other things? The goal, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, if the overall goal is oneness with with Christ, you know, what I fix my life on or what I'm pointing it to, I may find myself saying yeah, no to some things that is a bit like, really? Or yes to something that is like, really? Yeah. I think that's true. I, th I mean, that plays... That I, I, if I push my story through that filter, I go, well, yes. Yes to that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a humility to receive correction or recalibration in the areas that are clearly not one, yeah. I mean, like, the, 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 there are some things that we just want to hold on to that don't belong in oneness with Christ, right? Like, can we, can we, like, take a minute and just go, like, as much as you want oneness with Christ... There's some things that are in conflict with that that we don't want to give up. Like, well, let, and let's beg a few of them. Like, okay, I cannot be one with Christ and be in control. For example, like just, just pegging top of the list stuff. It's like, this is a big act of trust. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to follow But we'll, and then the, the you know the prenump comes in, <laughs> you know here here's here's the here's the things I'm not prepared to put on the table in the midst of the swallowing. Well, we all have that, right? But those are the things that those are the things that rob our our oneness. Like, okay, I'll watch from a distance as you do your thing, and I'll consider for the bulk of my life whether following is safe and comfortable and serves what I've set my life upon. Like, honestly, if we're honest, you know. Maybe just me, but it's like I like what you're saying, Mel, around a humility to be curious around the areas of life that are robbing oneness with him. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Like what this would look like or how this would play or how this would be experienced? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's some stuff it is. Well, and right beside that one is the stuff it doesn't look like. Anger, bitterness, rage, sexual immorality, blah, 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 selfishness, conceit, blah, blah, blah. There's a list, isn't there? Yeah. 
Unfortunately, a few of those are kicking around prolifically. It's like we need, we, we need it. Is this battery dying? Do you think that's what this is? No? Okay. All right. Maybe it's because I'm holding it down here. All right. Okay. Self-editing. Uh, oh, no. It's because I said something. I'm gonna give this one to Curtis because then that'll be exciting when he's singing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's bring this into land. I think, I think you know the. I think the question is, what would communion look like? What would oneness with God produce in our midst? Because this is where he says the kingdom is going to show up. You know, and be to your point. Well, what's at the center of that? It's oneness with Jesus. It's a communion with him. But we can get so focused on that just being like, hey, this is a personal thing that, you know, I get to choose when I want it and I don't want it. Or, you know, but there's some things that are meant to show up in the kingdom of God. And we can put that onto God and go, God, you need to bring the kingdom. The world needs the kingdom of God. We need the kingdom of God. Like, come and bring it. And he goes, would you be one with me? And in your midst, let me produce among you the kingdom because my presence rules and dwells and has made something emerge among you that I, I'm already sharing in. Jesus is already sharing in it. And he says, what I have with the Father, I want you to have with me. And that among you is going to bring the kingdom. You know, because we can get so focused on this personal peace, but it's meant to produce the kingdom among us. And, and there is a, an enormous number of scriptures that speak to what the kingdom of God looks like and who will find it and how you will find it. And I think for us, this is, this is the pursuit of faith like a child, of a deep sense of trust, of a complete sold out life lost for the sake of Christ. I think the greatest protection we can receive is that we would focus on, on dwelling in communion with a God. And, and when we find that, and set aside everything that breaks it and put on notice anything that's going to stand in the way of it, we're safer. We're more secure. We are protected from a life that will blow up because communion is what I've set my sight on, you know? I mean, I, I, struggle, I struggle not to think about even your guys's, you know, like, uh, you know, when I hear the word communion uh, uh, ages ago, I don't know if it's still, you know, in the dreams you know, somewhere on a pad of paper somewhere. But, you know, I think it almost, you know, when you talked about uh, start opening up a restaurant, a space, a concept, a, you know, called communion, it was like, oh, wow, like, you know, that's a practical picture, you know, of what people would experience in communion. Would we eat together? Would we share life together? Would we be in it together? What would oneness with Christ produce among us? And do you want to bring this stuff down for? Oh, we can. Yeah. We're gonna have discussions first, so that's okay. Yeah, but anyways, I I've, I feel like I'm just sort of, sort of rattling along. But I feel like in in the season that we find ourselves, the greatest protection that we can receive is communion, and among us will be produced the kingdom of God, and that is the safe place for the people of God. Yeah, I think uh, jumping into some groups from a discussion perspective, it's like. You know, where, where in our world is the priority of communion leading to kingdom? You know, can we just like 
talk about that for a minute and what gets in the way of it and what sees that being fulfilled. Because I think if this was just about spending an hour with God every moment, we could tick the box and it could be done. But it feels like it's asking something more. And so where, where do we see ourselves leaning into this? Where do we see it coming about in our world? Where have we tasted pieces of it that are satisfying or desirable? And, and, and as far as like a priority in life goes, how do we, how do we find communion communion because you know focusing on it here isn't going to help like i can have you over for dinner and have no communion with christ and it's not going to produce the kingdom you know so if i focus on being hospitable and sharing life with people well you know there's plenty of places retirement villages would then be the most holy places in the world you know it's like well let's we'll go there but it's like oh something more there is something that's meant to minister the kingdom in our midst by the presence of God. So, all right, let's chew on it. Let's talk about it. Jump into some fours or fives, maybe three groups, and uh, have a bit of a chat about this idea.